You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to my first show. We have as a very special guest, the handsome, the lovely, the inscrutable, the mustached. Mustachioed. The mustachioed Barrett Foa. Hello. Hello, Barrett. It's so great to be here. It's so so great. It's so great to have you. It, um, you know, I've been spending a lot of evenings at home because there's you have why is there a reason for that? (laughs) Um, What's going on in the world? I'm not allowed out of the house. Ah, yes. Oh, menace to society. Okay. (laughs) Imagine here. Imagine if that's actually what happened. That like it was just a joke on you and me. Everything else is normal, but they're like, we we don't want Bear and Neva to leave the house. A lockdown for these losers. Just stay out of society. <laughs> You're a menace. My my point of not being able to leave the house <laughs> means I've been watching a lot of television. Yes. And and in my consumption, in my mm-hmm. consumption, mm-hmm. has been episodes of NCIS Los no. Angeles. It no, has. it hasn't. <laughs> it has. Well, okay, good. Okay, great. Thank you. Oh my god, thank you for I'll, watching. I'll tell you why. For several reasons. One uh-huh. is it runs on the USA Network. Yes. Yes. And the television. <laughs> USA Cartoon Express. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? Childhood? Okay, keep going. The television in my bedroom doesn't get all the channels, but it does get the USA <laughs> Network. Love so it. I've been spending a lot of time with Eric yes. Beal. And that's my um, character. It's your character. And I, I just have some questions. <laughs> I, I probably have questions too, but I, I will attempt to answer. Your questions well, about what, <laughs> or a little dorky Eric Beale. Well, my first question is: How different is your character on NCIS Los Angeles? Plug, plug, Eric Beale. Mm-hmm. How different is he from the real Barrett Foa? Truly, <sighs> that is a really actually good question. Um, because when I started the show eleven years ago, going on twelve. Um, I was a different Barrett than I am now. And I was coming off of doing Avenue Q and Leaf Coney Bear and Spelling Bee and 
being like the dorky, funny, weirdo, ingenue, underdog thing. I sort of realized that if I could be a foil to those sort of alpha male types and sort of be beta and mm-hmm. sort of be go into my leaf coney bear princeton avenue q nerdy underdog thing and sort of play that up it was a really funny balance with lo cool j and these kinds of guys so so i sort of leaned into that and it was and then the writers would lean into that and then they understood that i could do comedy and and so they you know we we, we kind of progress together. But now I don't, but now I'm 11 years older. I'm 11 years older. That's, (laughs) that's like, I went to high school and then college and then three more years. Like, do you know what I mean? And then med school. And then med school. Exactly. Like that is, it's, it's, it's a long time. And so I am so not the person I I have grown so much to answer your question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think I'm less and less like Eric Beale as things go along because I feel like I'm just kind of sort of coming into my own um, as a person who's 11 years older. So in essence, Eric Beale and Barrett Foa started in roughly the same place, but mm. diverged over they the years. They did diverge. They did diverge. They did diverge. But Eric is growing into his own too, he which is, is nice. It's, he is. It's funny. And it's so weird to think about this kind of thing because – you never think about this with theater because well, you're, you don't you're get 11 this, years with, and theater. you're doing the same show every week. One, that's right. You know, eight times a week. And you have to make that journey the same each time. And this is just, you can actually grow. Um, it's that's sort right. of that's weird right. and fascinating and not what I'm yeah. used to, but it's my new normal. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny, right? Because 24 years could go by, but um, the phantom, is still the phantom. The phantom. He, he hasn't aged. Mm-mm. It's like a like a Simpsons cartoon or something. That, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. But on uh, but on television, it's different. Fascinating. Yeah. And and the world changed in March, and then it changed again yeah. in June. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of remarkable that we as artists and as creators and as entertainers and as and as humans are living such fast lives so quickly and so slowly all at the same time um, in these last months. And, and your, your response and experience with this last month is, is pretty different and kind of remarkable um, in terms of how your response was to political and social events previously. Right. Can, can you tell me a little bit about how, how it's felt? Social media is tricky whatever it is I think I am or want to cultivate on this dumb and wonderful (laughs) platform called Instagram, which is sort of the only one that I'm on. Um, I was trying to cultivate a certain look, I think, or something. I don't know. It just was like, I don't know enough information about it. It doesn't really have to do with me kind. I mean, these aren't, Mm -hmm. these are things in the back of my head. Suddenly I just wasn't thinking about, who any of those people were because I was like, there is nothing more important than, than getting some of this information out there. And the way I think I did it is I kind of couched it and the way I do do it, because I think this is sort of what's worked for me. I don't want to say the way to do it because it's different for everybody. 
the way I did it was counting it in. Oh my God, look what I just learned. Mm. I'm learning this. Do you want to come with me? Join me. I'm learning. Not this is the answer. This is what's happening. We have to defund the police. It's wait, this made me think about this differently. Look at this reframe and yeah. it's sort of sign of helping massage the fact that I, I'm going through this journey with you and maybe you want to take it with me because I don't know the answers either, but these are helpful to me. These, Oh, this is what white privilege is. I think I never really took the time to, I got defensive about whatever it is. Sure. And, and the response has been really wonderful. People want to engage mm. and I was expecting like a, a lot of pushback or, or, or like I think differently than you. Yeah. And instead I'm getting, I understand what you think, but do you know any cops or, you know, mm. and, and, and then I'm like, thank you so much for writing. Engagement Eva. is happening. And then I'm actually, but I'm actually like yeah. talking to them and not like attacking and they're not yeah. attacking me. And except for literally one crazy lady who is just pure racism and just likes to just attack me and comment. And I just let it go. It's almost funny now. Did she stop following you? No. <laughs> She's That's not, what's interesting. He's not that upset. I think usually with social media, I'm like, is this good? Is this going to be my image? Do I want this to be where, what represents me? And when I don't have to think about it and I just trust my gut and just send, that's how you know it's right. Yeah. Yeah. When it's as authentic and as organic as possible, there's no second guessing. You know whose gut is really good? Tell me. Chris O'Donnell's. It's a really cute gut. <laughs> and you get to see it all the time. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> I can't even. Chris O'Donnell's, I think, turning 50. I can't even, which just means the rest of us are old. Scent of a woman. Scent of a woman, circle of friends, school ties, Batman, Robin. School ties. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. There's There are there are people that talk to me. They're like, oh, Chris O'Donnell. And then there are people that talk to me. Oh, hello, cool, Jay. I mean, I, the, I, I, we need to get into the questions, which is the purpose sure. of the show. But I just need I just need it the answer is LL Cool J as cool as he seems. And do you faint every time you're around Chris O'Donnell? Because that's how I feel about those two men. If you saw them every day for 11 years, that some of that magic might go away like anything, but they are actually pretty spectacular human beings. Um, Todd is what we call LL. Um, (laughs) Is that his name? Yes. Ladies love Ladies love Cool James is LL Cool J, but his real name is James Todd Smith. Got it. And he goes by Todd when he's on set. So it's kind of like his persona is not with us. It's like the, the, the man, the actor. It's nice because it kind of differentiates like what hat he's wearing because he sort of has to wear the Kangol hat and then he takes it off for our show. Right, right. Um, but he is uh, inspirational and he's like teamwork makes the dream work and he's a hard worker and he's a great actor and they're both really pretty fantastic leaders and our set is not um not full of divas Mm. and we have a very well-oiled machine and we go home at wonderful times and we don't go over and it's a pretty magical 
place in the in the grand scheme of of television shooting. Yeah, so, not bad not for a day about. job. Yeah. And we have two two great yes, two great leaders. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, we ask four key questions to each okay. of the guests here on my first show. Of course, yeah. I mean, listen, we both me and the fans could just hear about you and only you. For hours upon hours, but well, we I could talk uh, clearly <laughs> for hours and hours. I am yes, okay. But we do want to hear question. about <sighs> your humble beginnings, which is okay. which is what this show is about. The show is about the love of theater, what made us who we are as as entertainers and theater makers, and how we've lived a life based on these early experiences. So yeah. I'm going to ask you to tell us about the first show you ever saw. Okay. The first show I ever saw that really is like the one. Yeah. Starlight Express. What? Eva, <laughs> I had no idea what. I was a friend's birthday. How old? And he, 10. Okay. Perfect. 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 And Starlight Express on Broadway, I didn't know what it was. I was like, is it? I know skating was involved, but I was like, are they, is it junk? Like I couldn't tell if they were trains. It was just like, you know, the ads were around, but it was like, it was Gerard Jeffrey's birthday. And so you just go because it's Gerard <laughs> Jeffrey's birthday. Actually, I think his like grandfather owned the Gershwin theater or something weird. Like that. I don't really know. You know, that's what, who knows? So we got these house seats and we got like this tour afterwards. What, I don't know what I was seeing, but I loved it. I came home and just, talked about it with my parents and it was so fun and whatever it was, they're like, well, why don't you get the recording? I was like, the what? <laughs> some, was like, some by someone, a cast? Someone like press, press record and I can hear it over and over. They're like, yeah, go to the store. You know, I, I think I really was 10 or 11 and I was, I went to, I think on, I remember going Virgin to 86, Mega? Virgin 86. Mega. It yeah. wasn't even, it was like 86 and third or it, it's not there anymore. Music in third or second. And I walked in, I was like, do you have Stone? Hi, do you have Starlight Express? It's like after school, I think I walked home. And they, I, they did. And I put it in, I remember getting home, putting it in, and everyone was singing in Brit- uh, British accents. Oh. And I couldn't understand why, because it was this the was London the cast this, But I didn't know that. No one no one explained that to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then I was like, this song is different than the one I heard, you know, because the different versions and they rewrote it. And, and <laughs> yeah, I was so confused for so long. And like, my parents just didn't have the tools or the language to be like, well, there's the, a London cast. And I just didn't understand, yeah. but I went with it. I was dancing my mirror to a lot of locomotion and all of these songs that are just terrible and so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I know every word to that thing. Oh my God. Ugh, it, I mean, it actually is fantastic. Cut to 10 years later, I'm in London um, studying uh, Shakespeare and kind of all that semester abroad. And for my 20th birthday, I went to see Starlight Express. Oh. It's still playing on the West End Amazing. at the time. Amazing. And, um, I had just like, you know, my 10 year old brain explosion, orgasm, like all over again. It was uh, everything. Did it's, you 
buy wheelies when they came out because you <laughs> wanted to have the closest experience possible? I, I didn't. I did not. I think I was kind of past my. <laughs> that's funny though i never was into like rollerblading or skating as much so what as was it I well i mean it's a great score it's andrew led weber but like what was it about that show that made you turned on so much <sighs> what was it? i mean that set yeah it, it, there was a like a like all these ramps and like ways to it was like a maze and bridges that would just connect different it was it was it was like um you know like a hot wheels set like you know come to life with people and you could like skate around it it was fascinating and um and it was also like, I mean, talk about underdogs. It was like an underdog story of Rusty, this train who, oh my God, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> That's okay. I feel you. I've never like really okay. kind of dissected the story before as an adult, but like, like Rusty, this train that no one believes in, who's kind of like creaky and old and <laughs> I can't believe I'm getting emotional. I'm like creaky and old about like, you know, compared to all like the new technology and, you know, somehow some people believe in him and he sort of, you know, gets to win the race and it's a classic, you know, underdog, but, Oh, Oh, rusty. (laughs) I mean, that can do it. Right. Like you see yourself in the show, you are inspired to feel differently. Uh, uh, You know, your eyes are, are suddenly open to something they hadn't been before. And that's why something can be that meaningful. That makes sense to me. Yeah. And I think I was, I was the underdog. Like I always wanted to, I mean, I was a gay kid and I always wanted to, whenever we played house, like, of course I didn't really want to play dodgeball. I wanted to like kind of play house with the girls. And like, I was like, I have a broken arm, you know, (laughs) like someone take care of me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like there was always something like that. So I guess I wonder now thinking about sort of the plot of, of Starlight Express, like, Oh, maybe I saw myself in Rusty. Yeah. Yeah, especially with this mustache. You look like a rusty. <laughs> I do look like a rusty. It's got a little ginger in it, so there is a little rust in there. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> First show you were ever in. What was it? First show I was ever in was at French Woods heard of it i was in i was cast in uh, a production of little johnny jones 
Hmm. Little Johnny Jones is, um, you know, Yankee, I'm a Yankee doodle dandy and that kind of, uh, sort of George M ish, um, music. And, um, I played a character and I want, I explicitly wanted to talk about this because the next thing I did was in that same summer, I played Sky Masterson in Guys and Dolls. Um, I, this is eighth grade, mm-hmm. but the, before that I wanted to specifically talk about this because I was the character of Wilson slash sing song. And I'm sure everyone knows Jill Johnny Jones, but let me just catch you up. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. I'm a little rusty. Speaking of rusty, I'm <laughs> a little rusty. rusty. Um, little Johnny Jones, I, we don't have to spend too much time on it, but basically Wilson is like a detective and I think he was sort of drunk and maybe British. I don't know, but a little <laughs> one bit, of like a, one of those, one of those. And also I played the role of sing song, which is a China man. And I'm going to say that word specifically. He is like, well, literally that like, old school stereotype of a quote unquote Chinaman Hmm. who, and I had a silk robe on. I'm sort of getting upset talking about it. Now I think of it and clearly I'm all written. And this is all written in the stage directions probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. As as you grew up and became an aware adult, Uh how, and and you started realizing the problematic stereotypes that are constantly being portrayed in the American theater, which uh-huh. is a real problem. And we've uh-huh. been talking about for years and talking about very loudly for the last you know, couple months. Yeah. Um, what, what did your nostalgic memory reflect on and say to you having mm-hmm. that experience? It's hard because it, it's not my place to, to be that person. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And in the 1980s and early 90s, or, you know, whenever you, I'm assuming you were in eighth grade, that the cultural appropriation was happening everywhere. And we had not evolved yet as a society to recognize how wrong that was. Yeah. It's difficult and it's challenging and it's complicated. And um, we're not going to solve it here today. Mm-hmm. That much but listening know. is, I think, that's what it's about. If someone's like, that doesn't feel right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. Sort of my, a new thing. That's nice. And, you're, <laughs> and, and that's what you're doing on your social media. And, and the good news is it's working for you. It's evolving you and it's evolving your fans. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure. Yeah. First paid professional gig, anything <sighs> backstage, props guy, usher, star, you tell me, but what First was it? First professional gig was making $40 a week at the New London Barn Playhouse. <gasps> what? We'd, yeah, do you know about the New London Barn Playhouse? Darling, it's where I saw every musical growing up Eva? that made me become a Broadway producer. Eva Price, what are you talking about? <laughs> Did you happen to see the Fantastics in 1995? No. Because I was, I was your summer. Matt. <laughs> that summer, I was not. I was not there. That I went so on a team weird. tour. Oh, how dare you? Yeah, Matt and the Fantastics, forty dollars a week. Yeah, we also built the sets and the props. You sure did. You lived. You lived behind the barn. Um, yes, in Cubbyland was what we called it. It was about eight people, eight men, eight guys in a room, 
in these little cubbies that they built for it was a nightmare and And each each show started with a cowbell each show started with a cowbell oh my god i forgot about that oh my gosh i had no idea that you were part of scott schwartz directed a show that um that summer wow my god scott schwartz wow (laughs) steven schwartz's son wow Wow. I can't believe we all had these. I love Scott. I can't believe we all had these connections to the new London barn playhouse. I love it. That's funny. Um, It was non-equity then, right? It was non-equity, but there were like one or two equity people contracts who would come in for each show. Right. Yeah. But we were the non-equity like interns, which is why they could pay us $40 a week. Yeah. And did you love it? Did you know right then you wanted to do this? Oh my God. I loved it. It was, that was, I was like, that was my first summer stock. And then I went on to Main State Music Theater and Music Theater of Wichita and then got my equity card at Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera. Like it just, I, each summer was summer stock. Dream role. It's dream time. Dream now role. we talk about your dream role, dream show, anything. No venue is off limits. No role is off limits. I don't care if someone already played it and did it and won a Tony for it. It's still yours if you want it. It's There's so many ways to go about this. You know, it's like, do you just want to be in the room? Like, was it like, like the original cast of Company? Mm. Like, like making that uh, original making, Broadway cast recording too. Yes. Yeah. But all those character actors, kind of like, we don't really sing. And when do I cut Bobby? Well, you know, just like that, <laughs> learning that in like the basement <laughs> of the Schubert or whatever, like having the most fun and having the. Um, there's something about Into the Woods also I saw probably a year after uh, I saw Starlight Express and there's just something about that prologue like if I was the original Jack like just to be in that room that syncopation that how all those stories weaved together it was it just blew my mind when I was a kid I remember and then for some reason, like Floyd Collins mm. comes up mm. where I'm like, I would have loved to be in that. Like, what is that music? I just remember listening to that cast recording. I've never heard anything like this. Um, I don't know. I feel like I should have a great answer. Okay. And then also there's another, like, what's in the future? Yeah. Where's the future thing? Dream role. Like, like when are they going to turn? Let me hear it. When are they going to turn like less into a musical? <gasps> Do you know that book less? Yeah, it's becoming a movie first, but uh, yes, I bet it is. Yeah. Um, but like someone start writing that now and I'll be the right age. Um, then by the time it's ready. What do you think? I like it less. I like it. Less the musical. I'm blanking on his name. Please remind me. Ar- Arthur less. Arthur. Character. Arthur. Uh-huh. So you're Arthur in less the musical. Mm-hmm. Broadway, because why writing not? It? Who's oh, writing I, it? Is it like know. a Pasek and Paul? I don't yeah, know. It's, it's Pasek and Paul. Yeah, yeah. sure. And and you're starring on Broadway, and it's 2028. 23? 2023? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, 25. 25. 2025. 25. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, we got a few more years on, on this, on the show. Good. Just squeeze it out, I think. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, our final section that we do. Oh, no, on my wait. Show. It's forever. 
know what to end. Is a surprise. It's a surprise. You don't know okay. about it because oh, we, we, we don't right. tell you ahead of time. Oh. It's um, it's a lightning round. Oh, okay, cool. Where we do a free association mm. of classic Broadway musicals, emotional themes. Because okay. every good classic musical has an emotional theme. So we put 30 seconds on the clock. Oh, shoot. Okay. And no time to think. You have to just yeah. gut answer. It can be one word, two words, three words. Um, but the goal is to see how closely you and I match up. And only I know the answer. Okay. Love it. Love it. Okay. I'm game. Okay. Ready? Go. The color purple. Find your true self. Sound of music. Standing up for what's right. Gypsy. Selfishness and loving someone too much. Pippin. Pippin and Princeton. They're both trying to find their purpose. Funny girl. Finding inner beauty. Which is also like a color purple. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. um, uh, Obsession, revenge, classism. La Caja Full. Oh my God. Again, finding that inner, that inner beauty, authenticity. I think you did really well. I think we pretty matched up. Yeah. Yes. Where did we I, diverge? I think authors would be proud. Rights okay. holders would accept. Oof. It's Ooh. interesting how, how they all kind of, there, there's a lot of overlap. Well, what I think, first of all, you're right. There is a lot of overlap, but what I think is even more interesting is that the overlap of these emotional themes are also an overlap to how you view yourself and you view Mm. your life and you view your comfort level. You said it 20 minutes ago when we first started, authenticity is the one thing that makes you feel confident Mm. and makes you feel good. And I don't think, I don't think that's a mistake or a coincidence. So beautiful, Eva, that, that I'm seeing those themes pop out. I, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm doing so much work on myself with therapy and meditation and all the things that I folded into my life to, to be like, how, how do I make sense of this world? And how do I, how do we go through it without it, you know, just dragging us down? Yeah. And there's a lot of tools out there yeah. and it's, easy to be pulled down. And it's also easy to be like, I have tools to help me not do that. And I'm going to poke around and see what is working for me. And it feels good to come into your own and maybe, maybe morph into something that's not the underdog and to maybe be a leading man or to be a more confident, authentic man yeah not boy that like listens that can listen to their gut and take action it it, it's it's a nice journey yeah i like that and you know you um you played prior in angels not long ago and i'm curious if if this all this theme really resonated there too oh i'm so glad you brought that up um it absolutely did if this okay let's go back to angels in america Someone gave me that script in 96 and I was like, I don't understand half of the words. This is 
someone's like, oh, you're going to be Joe Pitt. Like you, one day you'll play Joe Pitt. And I was like, this is for real actors. This is for people who are much better at this than I am. I'm just a X, Y, Z, like musical theater, chorus, boy, whatever I thought that I was or all I could do at that moment. And then, you know, I'd work on Joe Pitt in an acting class like everyone did. And, and then um, I saw revivals and um, they affected me greatly. And then suddenly someone's like, we'd like you to play prior. And I was like, wait, no, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think that you think that I, that was just, this is a wrong offer. I'm more of a Joe Pitt. Let me read it. Let me just read it. Because prior is um, scary. Prior is vulnerable. Prior is fabulous. Prior is sharp-tongued. Prior is ugly and yucky and he's dying. He has gross things on his body. And I don't think that's me. I'm the, you know, like, it was like, you know, this, when you paint with like old, old colors. And I read it and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, I'm, I'm prior. I never saw that. I never thought that. And if this came to me a month, a year, a day ago, I would have been like, nope, I cannot do this. But it came to me at the exact right time where I was like, oh, I, I am funny enough. I am fabulous enough. I am vulnerable enough. I mean, he's the hero. He's the, he, it is such an amazing arc for that character and a part to play and a, a world to research. And just Kushner is, it was wonderful. We had an amazing um, dramaturg. We had um, a fantastic theater. We did it at the Repertory Theater of St. Louis with an unreal cast. Um, it was a very, very special experience. We did both parts. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, wow. He- and I couldn't have done it. It's, it's, it's the growth is how. That's right. Eric Beal might not have been able to do it, but Barrett Foa can. Yes. That's the difference. Oh, Barrett, this was such a delight. No, I hear out of time. I'm so sorry. I, we could talk for hours. but More the, lightning rounds. <laughs> but the internet is not big enough for us. No, it's not for, for my caffeinated personality. It's not big enough for, for the two of us. Uh-uh. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing all this with us today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being the entertainer that you are and the beautiful human being that you are. And we will get through this time together and we'll get back to the theater soon enough. Oh, I can't wait to see you there. Me too. Me too. Thank you, Eva. This was so lovely and so easy and fun. Thank you, Barrett. Thank Thank you. you, Barrett. And thanks everyone for listening. My First Show is produced by Josh Altman, MEP, Dory Berenstein, and Alan Seals, and is part of the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode was edited by Derek Gunther. Special thanks to Leslie Papa and Whitney Holden-Gore at Vivacity Media Group. For more info about the podcast, visit bpn.fm backslash myfirstshow. Follow me on Instagram at Eva R. Price. The light is clear, the light is good. I
The woods are just trees, the trees are just wood. No need to be afraid, there's something in the glade It's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.